Welcome to the St. Michael's Podcast, conversations on themes from recent sermons given from the pulpit at St. Michael's. I'm Damon Hancock. For this episode, I spoke with Deacon Elena Barnum about making space to let the voice of God come in. In her sermon this August, Deacon Elena concluded with a prayer from Stephen Charleston, elder of the Choctaw Nation and former bishop of the Episcopal Diocese of Alaska. Here she is, quoting Bishop Charleston from the pulpit. Let the voice come in. Let it speak to you. I know how busy you are. I know how preoccupied you may be with a host of demands for your attention. But I encourage you to take time to let the voice come in, even for a moment. It waits patiently at the door to your perception, waiting to step over the threshold into the quiet space of your heart. Let it speak to you. It is a voice you will recognize, one you trust for you have heard it before. It has a message for you, one that only you can hear, only you can understand. The voice is the word and the word has no beginning or ending. It is ever present, ever available, ever loving and merciful. Open the doors of your soul and welcome in the word of the sacred, the word that speaks life into being. With respect to sort of hearing hearing the voice, like um, Bishop Charleston is speaking about, I mean, is that so? It's it's sort of something that needs to be practiced over time. Like we have to make a place for it, right? And um, in the Orthodox tradition, um, the Orthodox Christian tradition, they have a, a whole lovely um, way that they talk to somebody about if I'm if I'm your spiritual director in um, in I would never be because I'm a woman but if I were uh, <laughs> I would be saying um, when someone is I would be saying well, you know how's your prayer life and how's that working and have you how are you each day preparing a place for for to sit with God um, how's your hospitality is it is it a messy place is it orderly? Huh. Have you thought ahead of time? You know, it's preparing that place to receive the stillness. My grandmother used to kind of, um, I, I guess she, she understood that I was the kid mystic in the family. I mean, that was the only way to say it. In in her tradition, there's always some child who's going to heal the bunnies and you know, and just say we're going to have a storm or something like that. Uh, and so she would um, manage to have me all alone in the dining room after Sunday midday lunch um, because the lights would the light would be coming from the set, setting sun on these. Um, stained glass lampshades that had these incredible colors. They were probably tip of any rip-offs. I don't think she could afford them. This was, this was in your home? or it was... This was in her home. Her, she had this old rambly house in, outside of Boston, mm -hmm. and we would go most, Sunday, most Sundays during the winter. We would go there for uh, Sunday, Sunday lunch, yeah. but it was really dinner. Right. And I was fascinated with those lights, but 
others my age would start teasing me about, oh, she's staring at the light bulbs thing again at this and that, you know, because I wasn't doing what they wanted to do. Mm -hmm. And so she would just arrange that I could have some time staring at the colors. I mean, right. it was that simple. Yeah. And then when I was much older, she, uh, she told me about why she did that. Oh, yeah. And how did she, how did she explain it? Or? She said that she didn't want to in any way interrupt my spending time with God, seeing God shining through, that, that God is everywhere. She was very Celtic about God. So she didn't want to interrupt that, and she wanted that to be, have something that would grow with me so that I would understand it. And she, I know she watched when the family would be blowing up at each other, and I'd be staring out the window watching the light you know, yeah. shining on the tree, something yeah. like that. So there just was this intuitive respect for the intuition and for having, having your private um, personal relationship with God, whether you called it God or not. Right. It, it, it was definitely something that was sacred and healing. And um, we were a mess in our family, so we needed healing the ones right. that could reach for it and it sounds but it sounds like um it sounds like to me it's both um it sounds to me as though it's it's both healing and escape I yes mean, does that work <laughs> yeah. yes well I th i'm realizing um what she what she was really teaching um over time was that you know you have a sanctuary you know that that peaceful healing place is always with you. And take it and share it with others, too. When my, when my husband died too young of his cancer, and so about two, three weeks later, his family, our family, we were, at, it was winter time. We were out um, on Long Island. The surf was just crashing. Uh, it was really wild. And my brother-in-law, my, my late husband's twin brother, uh, he had the other brothers and wives there. We were, they were all gonna bird watch on the beach or something. And my brother-in-law said to me, I'm gonna take them down the beach and you're gonna stay here and you're gonna watch that surf until you can shout at God and let it out. Mm -hmm. you, don't, you don't even know what I'm talking about. You've gotta do that. And he was saying, that's what I got to do when he and his family got out to the island and there was no one around right. to notice what he was gonna do. And I'd never done anything like that in, really in my life. I I'd, I'd never, I just wasn't one of those people who could start yelling at God. Uh, and I, I said, okay and he said i know i know you're from boston so just <laughs> he said he said wait for it and usually i was the one giving the spiritual advice and he he was just intense and he said just wait for it and i said okay and um they went down the beach that's the sand dunes i couldn't see them anymore there was no one around and the and the surf was crashing uh, which I loved. I'd grown up with that, uh, and I missed it. Uh, and God gave it to me. God gave it to me. And it was, it was, I had to match the power of the, of those, those waves coming in and the surf coming in. I had, I had, 
I had needed something that strong to, to let go of how much pain I was in. Um, and I, I'm, I don't have a lot of language to describe it for me. I'm better with language when I recommend it for other people. You know, I can talk like a good spiritual director or a good therapist. Um, but I am so grateful for that experience, and I'm so and I am so grateful for that memory of my brother-in-law, because I did not know that part of him mm-hmm. to that extreme. And and you were able to you were able to shout. I was. Yeah. I I I I was. I yes. <laughs> I was. When I was looking again at, at Bishop Charleston, is that's what that's what I love about the rhythm of that prayer, is it it's it's like in a cadence with the I am's because oh, yeah. I go into that whole thing so. Am I this or am I that? Is right. it this? Is it that? And so listen, that's the voice. That's the voice. Listen to the voice. Uh, in other words, the, the voice that Stephen Charleston is talking about. Yeah, because I'm, 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 in a sense, I'm reflecting that when I'm saying, um, you know, in all the Jesus I, I am statements, we find our own hesitations, doubts, fears, it might be safer for me to consider him more simply, uh, simply a good man, a prophet, a teacher, Joseph's kid, you know, mm-hmm. that kind of thing. Right. And then it, it, it is these I statements that continually force us to ask, is Jesus who he says he is? Is he truly the bread of my life? Is he truly this? Is he truly the light? Is he truly? And that's the voice, the right. voice that causes us to ask those questions and is right there with an answer for us if we'll listen for God. The, I mean, the answer being yes, yes, yes. Yeah, yeah. Uh, do I depend on the resurrection or do I keep trying to lift myself up? Yeah. This has been the St. Michael's Podcast. This is a new project and is just trying its wings. I invite you to share your impressions by emailing me at damon at stmichaelschurch.org. Thanks for listening. And remember, life is short. Be swift to love.